1: Uh, so in this film, our heroes are the people who see it, as you say, see it coming. And Christian Bale, mm. he obviously, do you think he had a choice of all the parts? And he thought, oh, I want to play the one who's a bit special.
0: <laughs> Maybe, uh, because it's, you know, it's not particularly the Christian Bale that we see. I think, you know, since, I mean, he was doing Batman at the time, around this time, wasn't he? He's an actor. So he most likely thought this is something different. Um, he, has he wouldn't a glass want the eye. Ryan
1: Gosling part, would he?
0: Um, probably not, but not Brian Gosling was very suited well, I, I think, think
1: he's uh, my favorite
0: he's my favorite performance, oh, is he? Oh okay, that's good. well, he's good. I mean, he is good <laughs> Steve Carell, I think is my favorite in it because his, his sincerity and and by that, I mean he he's so committed when he's when he's devastated, you really feel like he's devastated.
1: Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of the Aspects of History podcast, The Film Club. My name is Oliver Webb Carter and I'm the editor and your host. In our third and fourth podcast of The Film Club, we're commemorating the 2008 financial crash with a double bill, starting today with The Big Short, directed by Adam McKay and starring Christian Bale, Brad Pitt, Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling. And next week will be Margin Call, starring Paul Bettany, Jeremy Irons, Stanley Tucci, Demi Moore and Kevin Spacey. This year marks the 15th anniversary of the crash, and more specifically when the first big bank went, with the fall of Bear Stearns. The Big Short is about how a group of bankers and hedge funders bet against the system, and by system I mean the big banks and the US economy, and came out on top. Now it's not important that you understand the intricacies of the economic theory behind it. All you need to remember is that it's about failing mortgages, which many economies assumed would be bulletproof and which turned out to have more holes than a Swiss cheese. Now, I've picked this double bill because I'm convinced that many of the problems we've seen since 2008 derive from it. From the lack of trust in politicians who authorised bailouts of banks, the banks themselves which quickly recovered and resumed paying their executives' obscene fees, the impact on the global economy which has seen sluggish wage growth, and finally, the democratic price, as quite revolutionary election results have been seen in America, Britain, France and in many other countries. Anyway, that's the heavy stuff out the way. Next Tuesday is Margin Call, but today it's The Big Short. And I'll hand you over to me, talking with acclaimed director Tim Hewitt. Tim Hewitt, welcome back to the Aspects of History Film Club. Thanks for having me back again. And we are going into the financial crash of 2008, which Mm. may be considered to be rather a a boring subject. Mm. But listeners, we are going to try and make sure it is not boring. It is a hugely significant event post 9-11. It's probably the most significant event post 9-11 up until the invasion of Ukraine, maybe uh, last Mm. year. And it's probably responsible for all sorts of ramifications, such as Brexit, Trump. One can make an argument. That's not
0: boring uh, when it comes to, because we're talking about films. So, you know, films aren't boring.
1: (laughs) No, and these films have... These
0: films are far from boring.
1: And they star fantastic uh, actors. We're going to start with, we're doing two films, is this uh, 2008 celebration of 2008 financial disaster. Uh, big Short and Margin Call. The Big Short we're going to kick off with first. So that's directed by Adam McKay. It was in 2015. It mm-hmm. stars, it stars a few unknowns, but also the big guns are Steve oh, Carell, yeah. Christian Bale, me. yeah, Brad Pitt, and of course Ryan Gosling. And hmm. I was just Adam McKay, the director. He's used to doing sort of silly comedies, really, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Well, up until
0: recently, because I think pretty much since the Big Short, he's He's been handling uh, quite serious subject matters and doing very well at it. His latest being Don't Look Up, I believe, uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio, which is, you know, kind of in keeping his humour, I think, is very much present in most of the stuff he does, even this.
1: Anchorman? Did you Anchorman?
0: He did do anchorman yeah well there is plenty Um, of
1: humor in this but in in the absolutely and in the wake of the financial crash so so this is made seven years after we were talking about this i think before but it's a challenge to make this subject interesting what they do is they're very clever about explaining
0: everything (laughs) yes they do it pretty blatantly i mean they basically just look at the camera and go okay you don't really understand what's going on do you okay well here's a celebrity to explain it to you (laughs) i think the first one is margot robbie in the bath just basically explaining trying to explain in layman's terms what's going on but to be honest i mean even i having watched it a second time you know it's not my field so you know even when margot robbie's trying to explain it in the simplest terms a lot of the time i was kind of like hang on i think i might have to rewind that again what 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 was she saying <laughs> you know because they're all sorts of like like Ins and outs, little tiny parentheses. What this type of Bond, but that type of... And I, I was kind of like, okay. But I was enjoying the ride. I mean, it's it's it. I think they do make it interesting because of the way it's paced and the performances. I mean, it's such a good ensemble p- performance from everyone. Which is your favorite? Steve Carell, I think particularly is is excellent because he's kind of like the the
1: moral center of the film, the, which um, is a challenge, I think even because you're, he's still a banker, even though he is the moral centre. It's a bit of a challenge. I mean, it's interesting, but you, you can go into as much detail as you like if you want in the financial crash. But ultimately, mm. it's just they bet, they, the big banks bet way too much advanced mm. financial instruments on mortgages, which then failed.
0: Yes, yeah, which is the whole thing. Of the, I mean, Christian Bale plays the guy who foresaw it all coming. By um, looking at ridiculous.
1: spreadsheets showing mortgage uh, payments were defaulting.
0: What was it, one of the characters in it says, you read them? Nobody reads them. Not even the lawyer. The only people who read them are lawyers. And he's like, yeah, well, even the lawyers probably don't understand what, what's actually in them.
1: <laughs> That's true, because there was this assumption it's a mortgage. They, they say mm. that at the beginning of the film, that mm. uh, the man who invented the, I think it was the the, the financial instrument based off mortgages, betting on this is it, who doesn't pay their mortgage yeah exactly
0: <laughs> it's so strange to think that it was something that was because i didn't know about it really at all what was going on and then when i started to read up on it and watch the films it's like well, well so in it's, america it's as and and certainly as in this
1: country as well i think it was the, in america the clinton administration was very keen to ensure as many people as possible could own their own home which meant mm. firms were encouraged, regulations stripped back to encourage lending to people who couldn't afford mm. them.
0: All. And it's and you know that scene with the two guys who who really basically just and they say they're not they're not confessing they're bragging. The two guys are basically just like yeah we just lend it to anyone. They don't know how, they can't afford it. They 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 don't even make the points, and we just and they're like you know like <laughs> we we just we just fool anyone into into borrowing all this all this money. And it's um it was actually quite disturbing, in fact. To think that that's what yes,
1: happened. and I, and I think the best way of showing how disturbing it all was mm. if you skip a bit towards Las Vegas scene where you get a couple of well a celebrity and a Nobel Prize winner the celebrity because I'm of a certain age I haven't heard of but I'm sure is massively famous a Nobel Prize winning economist explains why it became such a massive financial event because everyone was betting on the bets that were betting on mortgages never failing. So you, you almost had an infinite number of bets being made by yeah. financial firms and then hedge funds and every you know, you know all mm. a domino effect and, and a hugely layered, complicated area caused it to be a sort of trillions and trillions of dollars yeah. of losses. Yeah. So, then our, our, so in this film, our heroes are the people who... See it, as you say, see it coming. And Christian Bale, mm. he obviously, do you think he had a choice of all the parts and he thought, oh, I want to play the one who's a <laughs> bit special?
0: Maybe, uh, because it's, you know, it's not particularly the Christian Bale that we see. I think, you know, since, I mean, he was doing Batman at the time, around this time, wasn't he? He's an actor. So he most likely thought this is something different. Um He, has he wouldn't a glass want the eye. Ryan Gosling part, would he? Um, Probably not but Ryan Gosling was very suited. Well I, I think, think he's uh, my favorite. He's my favorite performance. Oh is he? Oh okay. That's good. Well he's good. I mean he is good. <laughs> Steve Carell I think is my favorite in it because his his sincerity and and by that I mean he he's so committed when he's when he's devastated you really feel like he's devastated. And his his slight arrogance you know when he comes into the into the therapy session and he starts kind of going off on one interrupting everyone and then and then his phone rings i gotta take this but she keeps yeah, saying i gotta take
1: and marisa and then- i want to shout out marisa to because she's in it for mm. about a minute and yeah. she's so good why didn't they must have do you think they cut her scenes or something
0: i don't know i mean you could ask the same thing about melissa leo because she's in it as well um in the and an amazing scene she's amazing and uh, she's in it for, for, I mean, blink of an eye. But I don't I don't know. You'd have to ask Adam McGay. The ensemble is just brilliant. And and you see Karen Gillen as a little cameo in it as well. Um, Remind me who that is. Who we know from Avengers, the Avengers films. She plays... Haven't seen those. Gamora's sister. Okay, don't worry. Then let's gloss <laughs> over that. Um, <laughs> she's a Scottish actress. I think she started in Doctor Who and then has become... Who's she in it? Um, and she plays the woman by the swimming pool. She she um, works for the regulator, SEC, I think. Plays an American, but she's actually Scottish. Yeah, but it's it's it's. I think it was probably before she was. Oh, Brad Pitt's actually really good in it. He's he's very you know he's very straightforward. Isn't the most showy roles, but he's he produced it as well because it's produced by Plan B, which is his production company
1: yes they've made very good films one of my favorite Mm. is Killing Them Softly
0: really good film
1: regardless of the subject matter
0: there is a certain amount of suspense and a thrill to it I would say not so much as the next film we're going to talk about Margin Call because I think that's that was constructed in a much more of a suspense atmosphere and and pace but the big short was and, and Rafe Spall has a nice little part in it as well he's very good
1: we haven't actually mentioned it's based on the Michael Lewis book, and because I know he wanted to write about the financial mm-hmm. crash, and he himself had been a bond trader back in the eighties and quit because he said he wasn't any good at it. I mm-hmm. doubt that he probably was quite good at it. He's, I mean, he obviously's done Moneyball, and he's very good at explaining complex puzzles simply. Mm-hmm. The it, what, what I was really interested: these individuals, the played played by the big actors, are all people who are kind of. They're not comfortable working within the system they're in. And there weren't many people who did see it coming. Many investment banks went in for these these bad bets. They were invented. I've just been reading a very good book about the financial crash, and they were invented. It's called Fool's Gold, uh, written Mm -hmm. by Gillian Tett, Financial Times uh, editor. It's excellent book and it explains the birth of the subprime what do they call the, the the financial instrument that they all that all the banks went in for that course and they were invented in the m- mid 90s at JP Morgan and JP Morgan ironically pr- came out of the crash stronger than any other bank they didn't they didn't really get their fingers burnt like other firms most famously lehman brothers did mm-hmm. and these four individuals are all betting against the big boys, even though two of them are based within the the big firms. I think Ryan Gosling's character is within Deutsche Bank, and Steve Carell's is within Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs. So performance-wise, like, I I was really I loved. I I thought Ryan Gosling was brilliant, but <laughs> I think Steve Carell, you, you're a fan of him in this. Then.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, Ryan Gosling kind of is is well, he looks the part very much. I mean, it's I very realistic. Yeah, I do like his little asides to camera just out of the blue when Steve Carell interrupts the lecture that actually he asks a question in and then he has to take a phone call again. And Ryan Gosling just leans back and looks at the camera and goes, he actually did that. Yeah, yeah. He he just asked a question and and then took a phone call and left. And he treats his assistant terribly, (laughs) which is very funny. Yes. He's like, shut up. Tell me the uh, difference
1: between illegal and stupid and I'll have my brother-in-law arrested. <laughs> yeah, really really <laughs> lines.
0: Adam McKay's writing actually is very, very good, which I think he writes all his stuff. I do, I do think Ryan Gosling is excellent. I think Christian Bell is very he's very good because his his commitment to character is, you know, he's got a glass eye. He's probably that probably attracted him. He probably wanted to play the drums <laughs> in a scene uh to heavy metal and walk around barefoot. And just wear a very, very simple costume, which is a T-shirt and shorts, I think. Well, oh. And, uh, yeah, I just think they're probably... It is a character piece. You know, there isn't yeah, really... Yeah,
1: see, could the film have worked if they were all your average banker? It wouldn't have worked at all, would it? Probably not. I mean, it, it probably would have been good. The acting could have, would
0: have been good. But I'm not sure they would have got the... I mean, for something like that, they wouldn't have got the funding for for a film of this. I mean, there's it's quite a verbal film, verbose film. You know, there is not an ounce of action in it. It's all talk and numbers and business. And so I think, you know, the fact that you've got Ryan Gosling, Brad Pitt, Steve Carell, Christian Bale is going to sell film, which it did very well.
1: Yeah. Um, and another film that came out around well, a little bit earlier, actually, which was based hmm. on an excellent book, which I recommend written by... Too Big to Fail is is the film starring William Hurt, the late, great William Hurt, who sadly died recently. And that's a realistic account, as in it's almost a sort of docudrama. It is, it's a drama, but right. it's based on all the key figures who were trying to fix the crash once Lynn Brothers was went tits up. Uh, so Will, William Hurt plays Hank Paulson, the US Treasury Secretary. And it stars Billy Crudup as well mm-hmm. as a number of other. You've got uh, Billy Crudup plays Tim Geithner, the head of the New York Fed. You've got Ben Bernanke played by played by Paul Giamatti. So that, but that's doesn't. It's not so good. It's a TV movie. No. I think the book is excellent. Really recommend that. Andrew Ross Sorkin is the author. Um, but the 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 film "Too Big to Fail" it's way too sympathetic to William Hurt's character. Hank Paulson, who worked at Goldman Sachs in the build-up to the, the crash and was res- in part responsible for the mess, as yeah. was Ben Bernanke and, more importantly, um, ben, ben Bernanke's predecessor, the head of the, the US mm. Federal Reserve, Alan Greenspan, under his stewardship, all these subprime mortgages and, and all these CDCs and all these terrible bets. Built up. Good. This film is a much angrier film and therefore better yeah. it because yeah. it, it had such far reaching effects. I mean, I've talked about the political repercussions, but you know, people lost their homes and jobs.
0: You I mean, it's interesting you say it's an angry film. I mean, it is an angry film, but I think there is a lot of comedy in it. I don't, you know, I don't, it's, it's not the sort of film that you can make completely and utterly morose. Otherwise, people would just, I think, switch off after a while because uh, you need a bit of humour in
1: there. So best performance, are we going with Steve Carell? I think Steve Carell is probably magnetic. Hard apart, actually. He's really good.
0: You know, when he gets up, when he's like, when, when he can't believe what he's hearing, you, I mean, you genuinely believe he's devastated. Ryan Gosling is a bit lighter, you know, he's a, he's a little bit more coarse. Yeah, he's the...
1: Comic relief, isn't he? Okay, so he's our best performance. Now, what about most unlikely scenes? Well, they give it to you in the film, in a way. There is one scene where they're
0: like, it didn't happen this way. Where they just find the everything blatantly in front of them on the table in the waiting room of uh, which bank? I can't remember which bank it was. It was J.P. Morgan. I oh, was going to
1: nominate that as well, actually. It's quite yeah. funny because... Because it's the, the
0: film sets up from the very beginning what the joke is, uh, what their way of getting out of factually improbable or, in fact, just blatant lie, a blatant untrue story, is to say to camera that didn't happen like that. You know, I'm surprised they didn't, they didn't actually say things like, okay, it didn't happen like that because for this film, it just wouldn't work and we need to get the film moving. Yeah, um, that's
1: basically what they said. They basically it? just do that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's true because there's no way you'd leave marketing materials like that just lying around in, in a busy No, Exactly. Office building. Exactly yeah so yeah I, I, we'll go with that that's with the two young lads who uh, uh the who create this hedge fund they i think they clearly come from some kind of money in the first place because they say oh we started out with 100 grand and have ended up with 50 million or something which is amazing but um, they started no, out with 100 yeah. grand renting yeah, yeah. out their dad's boat or something So they had a boat know, exactly. well well actually
0: you need uh, another you need uh one point something billion and I was sitting there. Watching and they would the have known going, that
1: before they went there. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. Absolutely. But I was sitting there watching, watching the film going, seriously, what's upsetting about this? <laughs> they've turned 100 grand into 30 million. Why the sad faces?
1: <laughs> I know, surely they've enough now.
0: <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. But I guess nothing's enough in that world. What's the, I would, I would say that scene simply because because they say it.
1: Yes, you know. yes, fair enough. Um, sold, sold. I think that but, uh, mm. I love the. you mentioned it before with Margot Robbie and then you get Anthony mm-hmm. Bourdain. Oh, Anthony Bourdain, who's, who Ooh. died a few years ago now, makes an yeah. appearance. Oh, and we mustn't forget Tracy
0: Letts. Tracy Letts is the, he's an older actor. He's the one who Christian Bale is basically on the phone to all the time. He's one of the investors and he's like, I want my money back. Who's also a playwright? He wrote August Osage County and he wrote uh, Killer Joe. The film was made by William Friedkin with, with Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. Yeah. And he's, I think he's primarily a play, playwright, but he's also an actor and he's, he's a regular in Homeland and he, he pops up everywhere, basically. Always a great actor, highly convincing.
1: Yeah. Play, always plays sort of patrician. Slightly, slightly disagreeable menacing he's the,
0: he, yeah he's the one that uh that comes in and says you're all ridiculous and everyone's like no but this is... he did that in homeland actually i think as well <laughs> favorite performance is ryan Gosling. best performance is steve crell <laughs> yeah
1: and most Fantastic. unlikely scene is yeah they mm-hmm. right yeah. now now and then our final category is legacy i think this is i think this it did, as you said it did really well didn't it i think so
0: if you were to ask not anyone who is even interested in the finance or, you know, or history or, or just films, you know, what film, tell me about a film that is based around the 2008 crash. Uh, You're going to
1: say The Big Short. I would
0: say that people go, uh,
1: The Big Short. <laughs> another um, one, another good one. I don't know if you've seen it, It's called 99 Homes.
0: I have seen that with Andrew Garfield and Michael Shannon. Yeah.
1: I, and that's at the other end of the of the crash. This, yeah. is, this is the people losing their homes.
0: Yeah, which is kind of like, a, I suppose you could say it's a nice companion piece to it. Um, yeah, that was a really good film, actually. I thought that was... And Andrew Garfield was very good in it. Well,
1: in in the, the Big Short, on a budget of £50 million, it made, which presumably went... Most of it went to the Axis <laughs> the budget. Well,
0: I'm, I'm assuming so, because most film budgets... I mean... The, Do the, they? The, Do the, most film budgets well, yeah, I end? mean, Well, the example is, like, for example, Pulp Fiction costs... Well, the budget was $8 million. $5 million was actors' salaries. Really? So, so if you think about... It actually only cost $3 million to make Pulp Fiction. But the annoying thing about raising money <laughs> is that it's... Well, I suppose the audience goes to see... They, that's the thing. They go to see the actors. They don't go to see you know, the way the makeup's been put on the the actor's cheeks. The cinematography. No, no no offence to the makeup artists. They are amazing. Well, I mean, some people would go, cinematography students will go to see Blade Runner 2049 because of the cinematography, most likely. But most people will go because of Brian Gosling. So, you know, well-earned, well-earned chaps. Well, it Um, made 133 million. I think you'll find that Margin Call was probably a lower budget, even though it had some very good names in it. But the thing is, is that you also look at these two, like Big Short is in a lot of locations. I mean, it jumps about a lot, whereas Margin Call is very much more contained. I suppose some people may say, you know, when when you ask them about the 2008 crash and, and films, they may say Margin Call. May come up, but I think The Big Short had a little bit more of an impact um, because it 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 dealt with a slightly more more breadth and the time over time what happened, uh, whereas Margin Call is very self contained. I mean, I think this takes place over one night, really, doesn't
1: it? It it, do, it does, and and the sad thing actually about The Big Short is that I know that our great our heroes and we really enjoy the film and they they beat the system and and they make yeah. a huge amount of money. That's great for them, but ultimately. Mm. You know, the losers in this was the world, the global economy that went.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, watching it, you it, it does recall bring it, it does bring back to mind. You know, the fact that it started in the states, but then you know when they start going, you know, and Greece and Spain's been hit and blood, and you're like, wow, this is crazy.
1: Yeah, I will probably talk a little bit more about my experience of working in the financial crash for mm. an investment bank in the next mm-hmm. one. More based around an investment bank during the financial crash. Yeah, of course. But it was weird working in a bank during the time when I remember in March 2008 when Bear Stearns went, and everyone was thought, "Oh, okay, something's." Because Bear Stearns had had a big, was a big, big firm. Yeah. So, so these guys do do beat the system and they make all their money. But do you think then, Mm. ultimately, because it's about bankers making money, is Dilutes the fact that it would be a a, a legacy.
0: Well, I mean, we've got to differentiate between that it's a film, and of course not a documentary. It's blatantly a film. (laughs) It's quite obviously not a documentary in its style. I mean, what's interesting is just to actually quickly talk about the filmmaking aspect of it. I found it really interesting that in quite a lot of scenes, and I'm not sure if it was deliberate or or whether the the director said when the camera moves and the actors move. We tend to focus you know you have to focus um on a specific place um when there's movement so that the camera knows exactly what it's focusing on but quite often in the big short people just go out of focus and it feels very sort of free and loose and it's it's kind of like almost like the directors yeah you know we're, we're sort of trying to capture the action and if we don't it doesn't really matter because the performances are strong and, and I guess it's kind of like, almost like Flower on the Wall. But it, I just thought it was an interesting style that they went for because it's quite a polished, clean looking film. It's sparkly and, you know, costume. Ryan Gosling's costumes are always lush and his hair is amazing. I think it, in terms of filmmaking and Adam McKay is a writer,
1: director, yeah, it stood up. Yeah, you know, I think I we think should it, introduce the voice point system on legacy out of five. So what, like three out of five?
0: three, four,
1: I would say, I mean,
0: uh, it, what would be interesting is to actually ask bankers. So what financial crash film or any, or just. I'd be surprised if
1: they pick the big short. You would be. Yeah. Because it basically shows bankers to be stupid. <laughs> and because yeah. the majority of them go with the orthodoxy of, you know. It'd be
0: nice to hear from some honest bankers who are like, yeah, yeah, no, that, that's absolutely right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the next film I think they would say is realistic, but
0: yeah,
1: um, yeah, but um, yeah, I'm not sure this would they would, uh, but, but that might, but that's not to say it's not realistic. That's just to say that bankers <laughs> don't like to be shown <laughs> to be stupid.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, well then, three, three point five out of five.
1: Okay, and we did Lincoln. Our mm-hmm. legacy rating was like one or something out of five.
0: Oh, uh, was it? Was it? Part, uh, well, was we it? didn't think we, it we, had we a didn't.
1: Legacy. No, we didn't think it was.
0: Which is a shame because uh, the more Argo. I was thinking about that afterwards, I was like, well, it's, it's not. It's really good. It's a good film." Uh, Argo. Oh yeah, Argo's four, four out of five, four point five. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Tim, that's it. We've done our best performance. That was Steve Carell' most unlikely scene. <laughs> J.P. Morgan marketing materials. Exciting <laughs> subject, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: a legacy. Decent, decent. Yeah, legacy. decent film. Great decent stuff. Legacy. Well, that's That's the Big Short. Directed by Adam McKay. And it's very good.
0: Yeah, really very good.
1: Thanks, Tim. You're all very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed that. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't seen the film, definitely watch it. If you have, watch it again. It's available on Amazon Prime. Next week, it's Margin Call, also on Amazon Prime. Until then, thank you and good night.